Hello, my dear one, and welcome to the Authentic Life Design Podcast, the place for dreaming boldly and being unapologetically yourself. Life design is all about taking your power back and intentionally creating a life based on your own rules, values, and understandings of success. Authentic Life Design is here to empower you to go beyond your inner limitations and design a fulfilling, free, and abundant life. Hi, my name is Vihra, I'm your host here, and I'm on a mission to inspire, empower, and guide people to overcome their inner doubts and find courage to live life boldly, fully, and fulfilled. With my coaching, I help aspiring boss babes to find their essence, gain knowledge and confidence, and build their own businesses. I'm so happy that you're here today, let's get started. Hello, my dear one, and welcome to the fourth and final part of our January series. You may know that in the whole month of January, we focused on the topic of building a better relationship with yourself, becoming your best friend, if you like, or really feeling better about the person you are, about the decisions that you're taking every single day, the life that you live. And I took you through my own process of how I approached this a couple of years ago and For me, the biggest result out of that was that I built such a confidence about the person I am, what I want to create in life and why these things are important for me. So this is what I want to teach you and why I'm creating these episodes, because I would love to give you some guidance on how to tap into this. And in the past three episodes, so this would be 36, 37 and 38, we were going step by step on this process. So in episode number 36, I explained to you why I believe this concept is so key and so important and how instead of spending this upcoming year focusing on what we're not good at and what we still need to learn, I would love to focus on building a better relationship with yourself and becoming more loving and more acknowledging and appreciative of the things that we are doing and the path that we are walking. (laughs) So being more, um, yeah, just gentle and gaining more confidence to be who we want to be and not who society is trying to um, to create us into or this kind of influence that we have either from, as I said, society, your friend circle, your family, whatever. So this was the first, first episode. This is how we started. And then from there, in episode 37, we went through gaining some clarity and let's say inspiration about the rules that you want to live by. And we approached it from different angles, but my idea there was to really help you understand what is your path and your journey and your life and the things that you want to create with the time that you have on this earth. So if you haven't listened to that, I really highly suggest you to first start there. Um, In episode number 38, um, we focused on taking action because it's great to journal and imagine and visualize this ideal life, but what is actually going to take you there is taking action and showing up and just doing the things that you know are going to take you there. Um, However, a very important step to take and just a factor to understand is also the mindset. Because yes, maybe you've tried taking action, maybe you've tried taking some consistent steps towards this dream life and at one or other point, maybe you failed. Maybe you jumped out of wagon and it's really normal. Because let me tell you, all of us are struggling in one or another way with our mindset because we all have this inner critic or inner judge or generally just 
kind of negative inner voices that are not helping us most of the times. They're always seeing what we don't do good enough and how much better we can be. And um, they're very unfriendly. And interesting fact right now is that I'm going through a, a coaching course, which is going to take a couple of weeks, and we are tuning into these inner negative voices. And there is a psychologist that actually put them into archetypes and he is able to name or differentiate nine different archetypes of these inner voices. So probably this is a topic that I'm going to be speaking much more on later on the, on the podcast. But what I learned from this course now in the first stages, seeing research and just tapping more into the topic is that every one of us, no matter of which stage you are, how successful you are, how old you are, we all have them. I guess only kids until a particular age don't have them, but most of us, we struggle with them. Um, they're very different for everyone. In some people's heads, that this could look like giving up and procrastination or avoiding important things. In other people, as I am, this can actually be having restlessness and feeling as a hyperachiever and just need to do multiple different things at the same time. So it's really important for me here to understand that we all struggle with this. But, and also the success point or my goal with what I'm recording here is not to tell you that now we have to fix your mindset or that there is a way that you don't have these negative voices. I believe they're a part of us. Um, they need to be there in order to protect us and to protect us in fearful and scary situations. For me, the most important thing is to learn, first understand them, observe them, getting to know them, um, but also learning how to navigate these. And this is why in this podcast episode, I've packed the tools that have helped me most. Probably these are not the tools that you can find on Google. Um, I believe that there is a lot of like personal development and self-help literature written on the topic of mindset, but I've been trying out a lot of different things, let's say, in the past couple of weeks and years. And um, I wanted to give you the ones that really helped me. And my personal goal by the end of this podcast is that you have a good overview of different things you can try out and you're going to see which of them resonate with you. And I would love next time when you're in a more negative or um, yeah, self-sabotaging mindset, maybe you can think about them and decide to go on a different path. So that's that. This is what we're going to be speaking on today and how we're going to end this whole topic. Um, I hope you have something to write down on, like no matter if it's like a notes app or journal or whatever, because um, I believe that there's going to be a couple of things you would like to take notes on. <clears throat> Or if you don't have, um, I've started recreating these podcast episodes into little graphics on Instagram. So you're going to find the key points there as well. So I want to start on understanding how important it is that you first get to know these voices and your um, patterns or actions or lack of actions of how you sometimes self-sabotage yourself. So yes, probably meditation is a very good tool to start observing your thoughts and be more aware of what are the thought patterns that you fall into and what are the things that these positive or negative voices are telling yourself. 
but for me, meditation doesn't work. I, as, as I said earlier, I'm someone who feels very restless and I, I do need to constantly be doing things. I don't feel comfortable in sitting for a long time in meditation. Yes, I've tried it. And yes, it has done miracles for me in different situations. But when it comes to mindset, I just get overwhelmed by the things that I'm thinking. And I don't believe that I can truly create this kind of disconnection from my thoughts. So I wanted to mention it here because I know it works for a lot of people. If meditation seems like something you would like to try, yes, on 100%, it helps you to disconnect from your thoughts and understand that this is just a stream of thoughts that you have and observing it and seeing what is happening there, um, not identifying so much on your thoughts, but um, looking, at, looking at them from this kind of a zoomed out perspective. Yes, it helps. But if you've tried it and it doesn't work for you, what I found really helps me when it comes to this kind of disconnection is to um, observe, to observe in particular moments, how do I act, what do I think, and even to journal on that. Because, and also approaching this not with so much judgment and being like, oh, I failed again, oh no, again, I'm getting into this habit, or I haven't, it's been a couple of days that I haven't done this. It's rather curiosity. It's like, okay, what is stopping me? What am I thinking right now? okay, why am I thinking this? Why am I doing this instead of doing blah? <laughs> so it's really being curious about the way that you are actually approaching this task or not approaching it and why this is happening. So the first step to take here, even like before tapping so much about um, in any tools or practices is start being aware of your thoughts and your patterns. Maybe in this moment, when I ask you, what comes to mind? What thoughts mostly, most generally are stopping you from taking action? What do you tell yourself in these moments? Maybe that there's no point of doing this or that you're going to fail anyway, or that, I don't know, what is it for you? And what are some patterns that you see where you actually fail on being consistent with this action or even getting out there and taking action. As we spoke about in the last episode, fear of judgment is a big one. Um, but sometimes it's avoiding getting outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes it's taking all other tasks and prioritizing everybody else's needs before you actually can sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to finally do that. So start becoming aware of your thoughts and your inner saboteurs, your patterns. As I said, we all have them. So start, stop avoiding them. Stop um, not wanting to look into this direction because the moment where you get to know them, even though, yes, I understand that it's uncomfortable and it's not nice to know that there is something that is stopping you from living the life that you want and it's pretty much you it's in your own head um the more you understand it the more you're going to know how to tackle that and you're going to find more practices of um how to work with that so this would be my step number one which is um, in ways connected to step number two i believe that something that helped me tremendously with this thing was coaching and yes, how um, <laughs> expected of me to say that as a life design coach, but I believe that coaching does exactly this kind of um, observing 
your thought patterns and when it's done from a third uh, or second perspective, so to say. So when a coach is observing your thought process, it's really easy to find some patterns that you believe are super logical, but they question that. So you start questioning that. And I am aware that not everyone is the, in the financial situation or even the time situation to work with a coach, um, but you can do some self-coaching. And this is what I want to give you now, a couple of questions or just inner conversation that you can get into without working as a coach, but you self-coaching yourself in order to be able to shift your perspective and see the situation from a different point of view. You can do this by journaling, so you can just write down some stuff, um, answering the questions that I'm just going to share with you, or you can also do that in terms of speaking. I know this sounds a little bit crazy, but sometimes for me, I don't feel like journaling, I don't feel like writing, and speaking out loud and just having this kind of inner conversation, but <laughs> outside with myself um, is really helpful and important because when you say things out loud you're like oh wow this really sounds weird and am I really saying this like it's interesting to give it words and voice and to speak it out so how can you do a couple of self-coaching exercises as I said in the previous podcast episode I believe that the fear of judgment is one of the key fears and blockages that comes when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone or approaching the life you want to live. So the first thing you want to ask yourself is, in this moment, what am I afraid of? What am I really afraid of right now? And different things can come up here. Yes, it could be the fear of judgment, but it could be also the fear of failure. It could be the fear of showing up. It could be the fear that someone is going to laugh at you, that someone is going to leave you. So see what it is. And the next question, which is even more uncomfortable, is what will happen if this fear comes to life? So whatever you're thinking about and you're really afraid of, what is going to happen if this really happens? So the worst case scenario is coming to life. What is, what is going to happen? Because I know it sounds scary to ask these questions, but when you say these out loud or you read them on the piece of paper that you just write them down, you're going to see like, probably this is really impossible to happen the way that I imagine it in my head. Because our head is always trying to protect us and is always painting the worst case scenarios, which which is also fine, but you're going to understand more about what you're truly afraid of and how possible it is that this happens. So understanding what's the worst thing can happen is also going to give you a lot of insights of how can you prepare yourself so this worst thing doesn't happen. And here's what I actually want to share with you and something that helped me tremendously. I was very afraid often of what people are going to say. So what my boyfriend's going to say, what my friends are going to say if I do something, what my family is going to say. And what I started doing after I understood that my biggest blockage and the biggest fear that I had was what the others are going to say. When you think about the life you want to live and understanding that this is what stops you from being there, you're like, ah, okay, not cool. <laughs> the way that I approached this was going to these people and saying, hey, I feel like I'm really drawn to doing this thing. My heart wants it. It's my dream. It's what I truly want for my life. So how do you feel about that? How are you going to feel 
with this idea of me? Is this okay? Because most probably you're going to see that people are so supportive of you and they want you to be happy and they want you to go after this life. And yes, sometimes they might be scared or they might have some, yeah, there's their opinions, which doesn't make them not loving you and not supporting you and not being there for you. So this is just an example of how I tackled these things. Once I understood um, by self-coaching myself and speaking about my own mentor that I was having these fears, she really helped me to meet the fear by creating a creative solution to what's the worst thing that can happen. So the third thing I want to share with you next to coaching and self-coaching is reprogramming. And these, uh, the next couple of tools that I'm going to share with you are all about how to change your inner beliefs, your inner chatter, and your subconscious mind. There was a podcast episode I created called Inner Programming, which maybe is going to give you a little bit more context of what I mean when I say reprogramming. But let's say summarized, we all have a particular inner belief system of how we see the world and how we see ourselves. And the best thing about that is that we can actually change it. We can change the way we feel our, about ourselves. We can change the way we see the world and we can change some things that are so um, deep down in our subconscious mind. It takes time, but I want you to have a couple of resources of how you can tackle these. So the very simplified version of understanding how your programming looks like is what do you believe about yourself and what do you believe about the world? So it's a couple of I am statements. Oh, I'm always late or I am um, just someone who procrastinates. I am um, a failure. I am not good enough. I am whatever comes afterwards. So these are your identity um, parts. And through the next following things that I'm going to share with you, you can tap into slowly, little by little, start changing them into a more supportive thinking of your identity. So the first thing is affirmations. This is um, the place where I started from. I no longer use affirmations so much, but positive affirmations, so pretty much just listening to um, sentences that are affirming that everything's going to be okay and you are okay, and it's just a lot of loving sentences and love. Um, <clears throat> This really helped me in feeling better, but sometimes I was listening. So at the start, I was listening different affirmations on YouTube. At some point, this was not so helpful for me just because it didn't feel so personalized. And I was feeling that I have some limiting beliefs that were not present in these affirmations. So what I did later on was creating my own positive affirmations. So based on the things that based on my negative affirmations, so all the negative things that I say to myself, that I believe about myself and that are part of my identity, I created the opposite part and I started affirming them. Um, yes, sometimes this can feel like fake it till you make it. Sometimes this can feel really uh, crazy or superficial, but when you do it, particularly for the things that you want to work on, 
it starts working with time and with consistency. You can listen to affirmations while you're in your car, while you're, while you're walking to your office, you're walking your dog. It's really something that instead of music, just for a couple of minutes, you put these positive sentences that are going to bring you into a calmer space. So this is something that I want to leave here because it might help you. I just remember that I've recorded um, a podcast long ago on positive affirmations. So maybe you can go to this one and check it out. Um, as I said, the way that it works best for me is to work on my negative affirmations and to just change them into positive ones. And if you don't feel like, let's say you feel that you don't look good, you don't feel good in your body. If you start affirming, I am beautiful and I am sexy and I love my body and um, I feel super attractive, it's going to feel too far away. So something that is helping me is to shift that into every single day I am becoming more and more beautiful. Every single day I feel better in my skin. Every single day I start feeling. So it's more of a you're affirming that you're in a process of becoming this thing. Another tool which falls into the category of reprogramming is mirror work. And this, as all of the other crazy exercises, is going in front of the mirror and starting to talk to yourself the way you would support a friend, your best friend, your loved ones, someone you really, really love. And you see yourself and you look yourself into, the, into your eyes and you start being this supportive person towards yourself and saying, hi, I see you, I see how you feel, but I want to tell you that you can do this because you've done this before. And um, just finding your narrative, it feels weird for me to speak this out loud just because I know that it's gonna, um, it's gonna be very different for you. Uh, so I don't want to bias you by what I'm saying to myself in the mirror, um, but mirror work is really, um, a great self-love exercise just because you're truly speaking into your eyes and into your soul um, some things you want to, to hear and you need to hear in these moments because the truth is we don't always hear the things that we want or um, sometimes we don't have the support that we want and it's a really nice trick to know that maybe from time to time um, you can be the support person for yourself. Other than mirror work, um, I've written down here EFT tapping. It's the one that I currently work most with um, and I'm doing a lot in my life. So I feel like EFT tapping, which is EFT uh, stands for emotional freedom technique. EFT tapping steps a little bit on affirmations. So imagine doing these affirmations and some positive um, sentences and beliefs but you do them while tapping into different um, points on your face and different meridian points. Um, I don't want to go so much into the research of this practice. EFT tapping is um, beliefs that we are all energy and through the words that we are saying and tapping into different um, places on our face and our body, we actually integrate this better. It sounds really crazy, I know, and doing this feels even more crazier than even explaining this, just because you sit there in a meditation pose or not, um, and you're affirming these things while you're tapping yourself, like under the nose and under the chin and on your collarbone. <laughs> 
But to be honest, this was the way that affirmation started working much stronger for me. Um, this is part of my morning practice, EFT tapping. I do it with um, two coaches that have recorded sessions. It's like 10 minutes, not more. Um, and it really helps me to start a day on a more positive and loving point. And what I love about EFT tapping is that before you start affirming some positive things, you actually meet all of your fears. So every practice starts with, even though I feel scared and I don't know what the next steps are and I don't know how to approach this problem, I still deeply and completely love, honor and accept myself. And every single time you first meet all these thoughts and feelings and just where you are and you say, all right, I am a person and even though I'm feeling this, I still love and accept myself for where I am right now. So it creates a really, really nice feeling. The second to last thing um, that falls into the area of pro reprogramming is hypnosis. Um, hypnosis. Using hypnosis is a really interesting way of approaching this pro um, challenge, let's call it a challenge. Um, hypnosis is pretty much stepping on all of these things that I shared. It's just done by another person and um, it helps you get into your subconscious mind in order to work with these limiting beliefs or negative thoughts from there. It, it, hypnosis um, is either done with a professional or you can also find some online. I have never listened to hypnosis online. I don't know. I really need to trust the person that I'm doing these things with. But if you feel um, adventurous, you can give it a try. Uh, I believe it's very, very um, powerful just because it taps, as I said, more. It brings you first into your subconscious mind and it calms you down and it's a much longer process than just, I don't know, five minutes of affirmation or 10 minutes EFT tapping. And the last one that falls into the topic of reprogramming is power talks. I wrote this here just because sometimes I do that and I don't want, like, I don't even feel bad about that. Um, there are these kind of motivational videos. Um, and sometimes when I go to the gym, I actually listen to some of these. Um, some of them are like with male, very masculine voices. Some of them are very feminine and very loving. I feel like motivational talks um, oftentimes can be just the male way of creating affirmations. But these kind of motivational videos sometimes help. Um, even like if they're matched with nice music, I just wanted to put this here because if all of the other things feel too woo woo or a little bit too much, maybe the power talk can be the thing for you that, uh, creates a good step into these things. So these are the parts with the reprogramming beliefs. Um, I believe that it's nice to work with a professional first to understand what your inner beliefs and saboteurs, if you want to call them, or your negative thoughts are. So what are the things that are actually in your conscious or subconscious mind to know in which direction, as I, as, as I said, to listen to affirmations to or what type of topic to create the EFT tapping around, because for some of you might be uh, money issues, for some of you might be confidence, for others, the best thing would be to um, speak more about feeling good in your body and being more calm. And I don't know, there's different topics and it's important to know your struggle and like your core need um, and tap into it. So. I do recommend working with a professional first. 
Maybe this is a good moment to say that I am currently taking one-on-one person to work on creating a better relationship with yourself. I still have my ongoing program, Kickstart Your Business, but I also wanted to open up some spots to work with people one-on-one on their vision and the life that they want to create, gaining more clarity, but also understanding what stops them from doing this. Um, So if you're interested, you're going to find some links in the show notes. You can also DM me on Instagram um, and we can chat. Next thing that I want to mention is embodiment. So finding different ways to come from your mind into your body. This is something that really helps me sometimes, as I said, because meditation and just observing my thoughts and hearing all of these voices in my head is too much oftentimes. So I needed to find some coping mechanisms of how to silence all these voices. So for me, dancing and just having music on and having a little dance, sometimes a sad dance, sometimes a happy dance and powerful dance, whatever it is, um, really gets me into my body. And it's like refreshing my mind a bit. So sometimes if you feel super stuck into thoughts and your mind, maybe shaking it off and dancing a little bit can help. And if dance is not for you, that's okay. Any type of exercise or movement would do the thing. I believe that no matter if it's jogging or going to the gym, doing anything with your body and putting more attention into the muscles that you're tensing and the way that you're moving is really going to help you to move from your mind in your body. I love going to the gym, playing some music on, and it's like a little escape no matter how my day was sometimes music and exercising is helping me to bring this anger out or um the sadness or just shift emotions it's like um scientifically proven that this works so just don't forget to take care of your body and find ways to move sometimes this is much much more helpful than sitting down and reflecting on your thoughts and self-coaching yourself like sometimes a good exercise can be an amazing amazing tool and can even work better for you than self-coaching just wanted to mention this here um and after embodiment something important i want to mention too is creating a nice setting for yourself So we are getting out of our comfort zone. We are trying to overstep ourselves. We are trying to get after the life we want. We're going to be doing new things, scary things, creating a nice, friendly, cozy, or yeah, just comfortable setting for yourself is a key step. So I saw this with um, doing yoga at the start or getting more into exercising. I saw that when I prepare a nice atmosphere, I have my clothes prepared maybe from the evening before or set a nice corner in my room when I, where I'm going to be doing the yoga exercises. It's really putting me into a better mindset. It's really helping me to get in the mood, so to say. So no matter how this looks for you, it's going to vary based on the things that you want to do in your life. But think about how can you create a friendly, motivating, cozy, nice setting to feel good already while you're doing this. Because my assumptions are, (laughs) if you're doing something for the first time, you're going to fail. So we want to create a nice atmosphere to fail at because it's going to help us with with our mindset too. 
uh, and I'm not saying this, uh, saying this to make fun of you. It's just something that I do a lot. I do a lot of things for the first time and I like to still prepare myself to, let's say when I go skating, to um, look in a particular way, like maybe to put some clothes on that are make me, making me feel a little bit more confident. Or um, as I said, like preparing the space where you're going to do these things to look as I call it, super Instagrammable, even though you fail at the things that you're doing, I think it helps a lot. So that's that about setting. Um, think about how to create a nice atmosphere for yourself. And the last, last thing I want to mention is your health. Because all of the other tips that I just shared with you, if you're doing this on like being super sleep deficient or not having like eaten good the past couple of days, it's just not going to help you at all. <laughs> like you got to first cover your basic, basic needs. And these are good food, sleep, um, and like as possible, like less stress in your life. So try to take care of yourself first and do these. And afterwards, I hope you now know that next time you feel... Um, you're falling into this kind of negative spiral. You can either self-coach or maybe you can work with some reprogramming and listen to affirmation, listen to EFT tapping or some power talks. Maybe you can go dance or create a nice setting for yourself. It's really all of these are about self-care and being gentle with who you are, where you are at this journey, because let's face it, you're just starting and it's normal to be hard at the start, but let's make it as comfortable as possible for us. Let's take care of ourselves, our body first. Let's sleep enough um, and then find different ways that are going to help you to actually start taking action towards um, your goals. Because this is it, what I wanted to share with you today, the different things that are going to help you to get in a more positive and more motivational mindset or just more loving mindsets in order to get out there and do the scary stuff and know how important they are, they are for you and to feel grounded and to feel supported by your own self. And by me, I hope. <laughs> Maybe you can understand that I'm doing this because I believe in your dreams and I believe in your vision. And when you've lived that, like when I've basically created the life that I live right now. I know how it is and I know mindset is a big step of that, but I know how possible this is for you when you first believe in yourself, when you believe this is possible for yourself and afterwards do little steps and understand that this is a marathon. This is not something we're trying to change in four weeks or I don't know how uh, long these podcast episodes were, but it's about much, much more than that. It's about becoming a new version of yourself, becoming the person you really want to be, becoming someone you feel proud of, becoming someone who is supportive to themselves, like to yourself, uh, just the way that you do this for others, because you also deserve the love that you give out. So that's that. I feel like that on this note, we are finishing our journey in building a better relationship with yourself go out there and try these things out. Really, not only listening to them, I know that it sounds very nice on theory. Um, the thing that is going to make change for you is practice. So you got to carve out some time in your calendar and first create a vision board or just gather the inspiration that you want for your life. Um, start doing the steps, start getting out there, small steps, but consistent and start working on your mindset. And 
if you feel a blockage on this way, if you feel like you really can't do this alone, as I said, I am open to work with you either on a one-off single session or on a longer one-on-one -on -one journey. I would love to support you in that. I do believe in your vision, probably more than you believe in your vision. So yeah, let's speak about that. Um, I have some surprises for February, but I don't even know if I want to announce them or not. We're going to have a completely other topic that we're going to uh, dive into in the next four podcast episodes. We're going to have a special guest. So just stay tuned for the next podcast episodes. Thank you so much for the ones that are sharing the podcast on stories. It really makes me feel seen. It makes everything that I do um, meaningful. Let me know if maybe you have some mindful, um, some mindset tools and practices that help you. I would love to learn more and I will meet you in the next podcast episode. Thank you for being here. I love you. Mwah.